0: Okay, so I saw an ENCA video the other day called The Thin Line Between Love and Cult-Like Support. And I wanted to chat about it because I thought it was it was an abortive piece of uh, journalism. The link's in the description, uh, only so that you can double-check that I haven't taken Jane Dutton or ENCA out of context when I complain about them. Because uh, they, don't, they don't deserve your clicks. <laughs> they don't deserve the traffic. But anyone listening to me does deserve to be able to double-check that I'm not misrepresenting the people I'm complaining about. Okay, with that all out of the way, let's let's let ENCA introduce the topic at hand.
1: The cult of Donald Trump. Supporters say he is the savior of the world, that the Biden inauguration never happened, and that Trump's time is just beginning.
0: Okay, so we're 10 seconds in, and it's already quite clear that Jane Dutton has no intention of representing her topic, honestly. Uh, She's already conflated Trump supporters and Trump cultists. She's decided those two are the same thing. And as she goes on, she actually doubles down on this premise. Uh, she's now laid the groundwork for all of us that this is, this is the truth. Trump supporters are insane. And now she's just going to carry on with the video under the assumption that we've all accepted that narrative.
1: What exactly makes people follow certain political figures without any rational thought?
0: For me, this is sort of where uh, Jane Dutton starts to lose my trust somewhat. She's essentially just parroting, well, she's parroting what we've all heard for, what, four years from, from the Western mainstream. Right. This is not a woman who's who's come to her own conclusions. This is not an, a a network that's come to its own conclusions. This is not a, a network that's that's still up in the air on anything. The conclusions have been come to. They just didn't do it. They were fed the conclusion. And now they're feeding the same conclusion to us and just expecting us to swallow without thought. It's, it's actually, it's almost insulting. And the only reason it's not completely insulting is because I don't think that Jane Dutton or the ENCA are a part of some conspiracy. I think that they're thoughtless cogs, just going through the motions, you know, just doing what they've always done. But times have changed. And if you come across as uninformed on the topic at hand, as Jane Dutton does in this piece, then you haven't earned the right to matter-of-factly state that any group of people is, is irrational. But apparently these are the talking points that have been passed around, so these are the ones we have to listen to. And on the topic of talking points, this next little clip is, well... Well, just watch it and I'll I'll ramble afterwards.
1: These are the sort of things that we've heard all the way through, haven't we? Fake media, Biden's a socialist. It seems to be the sort of repetition that alerts you to the fact that this could be a cult in the making. Is that how it works? Do you get people to sort of repeat the same sort of mantras to get you all focused in the same area?
2: Absolutely. Um, One of the techniques is what we we like to call um, loaded language.
0: You see, this little clip here is is the most revealing for me. It's the, it's the one that kind of tells me that a, there is a possibility, a strong possibility, that ENCA probably just received a, a list of pre-approved talking points from a Western news a- aggregator, and they kind of just wrote a script around somebody else's conclusions. And the reason I say that is because when she emphasizes the repetition of talking points as a red flag for her, what she's doing there, without letting the audience you without letting you know, is she's guiding her her interviewee who's most likely been primed to know that the conversation should go this way, she's guiding him toward talking about the Nazis that's exactly what she's doing there because it's fairly well known, depending obviously on the circles you travel in and the information you're interested in. It's fairly well known that Nazi propaganda was largely based around the idea of repeating a big lie over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until it's sort of just accepted. It's been said so many times that a significant portion of people just start to accept it as, as true. It's been woven consciously and subconsciously into the very fabric of their lives. It's it's just become a part of reality for them. And Hitler's, a, Hitler's general logic with this, because for him it was not just repetition of the lie, it was the scale. It had to be a big lie. He had to come up with a massive, massive lie. And the logic for him was that people are more likely to believe a big lie because they wouldn't think that anybody was so shameless as to tell such a big lie. So they'd believe it without double checking. And the way that a Dutton here pushes that repetition of the lie to get your focus, I would I would actually honestly recommend go and have a squiz at like Wikipedia's page. And they must have a page on Nazi on propaganda. Although Wikipedia is open source. Who the hell knows if, it, if it's been changed? <laughs> But uh, look it up, maybe not Wikipedia, go find a, a reliable source. Um, and you'll, you'll find the language used to describe, the language that Hitler himself used to describe propaganda is similar to the language that Dutton's using to describe the uh, Trump supporters as she's leading her interviewee into answering the question. And as I say, she is. Just listening to that language and knowing that background, it's very clear to me that she's leading him into comparing them to Nazis. Which obviously he then dutifully goes on to do. Before he does though, you'll note that at the end of that little clip he makes a comment about loaded language and I want to talk a little bit about loaded language as well because I don't think that either of these idiots know what loaded language actually is. I think they're just saying it because even while they're they're complaining about the use of loaded language amongst Trump cultists they themselves are using loaded language to describe said Trump cultists. Now if you don't know what loaded language is don't feel bad, I'm not insulting you, and I don't think you're an idiot. These two should know what loaded language is. A a, a cult expert and a, a member of the press, a, certainly a member of the press, should know what loaded language is. But for your edification, a loaded language is is, is any language, it's a term or a, a phrase, a word that carries implications. It's a lot of it's got a lot of baggage, right? Make America Great Again could be seen as loaded language because depending on how it's interpreted depends what it means. If I'm in the mood to be a Trump hater, then I will interpret Make America Great Again as Return America to the Days of Slavery. If I feel like being a Trump supporter, then I will interpret that as let's take America back to her glory days in the late 70s. But the point being is that the term itself carries additional implications. It carries carries something extra. The same could be said, I just by the way, the same could be said for Black Lives Matter, right? You could interpret that as as just being an an, an affirmation of the fact that, 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 that black lives like all lives that black lives matter. If you're not feeling quite so charitable and I'll I'll be honest, this is how I tend to interpret the term, so I suppose it says something about me but if you're not feeling so charitable you can look at the term Black Lives Matter as an accusation because if you feel that you need to tell me that Black Lives Matter the implication is that you think I don't know that and I haven't given you any reason to think that I don't know that so it's kind of insulting that you have to tell me that you know so so these are loaded terms and I'm not trying to take I'm trying to play favorites in this particular uh, episode between MAGA and BLM The, the fact is that they're both loaded terms and they both uh, run the risk of derailing a conversation that they're a part of, let's be honest. Black Lives Matter was, was already a quite a loaded term just when it was incepted. As I say, it's like, it can sound like an accusation. Now that there's been this riots around the world and this talk of defunding the police, that sort of stuff, it's an even more loaded term. It comes as so, you have to discuss it before you can even have a discussion that involves it, you know? Uh, so to be fair to, to to the to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, like they're right about those being well about MAGA being a loaded term. But where I get annoyed is the utter hypocrisy of citing the use of loaded terms as evidence of cult-like behavior when you are calling people Nazis or comparing people to Nazis. Because you know what? Yeah, being a Nazi also very very loaded term. Accusing somebody of being a Nazi, it's very loaded. I mean. If you say Black Lives Matter to someone, you might be unwittingly accusing them of being racist. When you say Make America Great Again to someone, you might unwittingly be threatening to put them in chains. But when you compare somebody or accuse somebody of being a Nazi, you undoubtedly are saying that they deserve death that's a big fucking deal and i don't think that anyone throwing the term nazi around is taking it seriously enough
1: and then what happens to these cults i mean this one is is i guess different in the sense that it's it's international i mean he really touched people from all over the world who believed in these sort of conspiracy theories that also seems to be uh something that's favored by many of these cult members
0: for a second there doesn't it seem like she might be about to make sense where she said that he touched people from all over the world really believed in this and then she says conspiracy theories and it's like ah fuck you Loaded language by the way uh conspiracy theory shouldn't be in my opinion but it is a loaded term it's undeniable people think of conspiracy theorists they think of crazy people and crackpots i think i think there are many conspiracy theories over the decades that have proven true so we shouldn't just dismiss them all but that's a personal opinion at the end of the day conspiracy theory is a loaded term it comes with weight. It carries baggage. It has it has implications. You call somebody a conspiracy theorist. You're not just saying they're a conspiracy theorist. They're an individual who theorizes about conspiracies. You're calling them a crackpot most of the time. It is a loaded term, and it's also one that she chooses again to support with nothing. Uh, she makes she makes the statement, and I, and well, the reason she supports it with nothing essentially is because, from her perspective. People have heard it over and 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 over again, so they've already been primed. She can move on to the next step in the narrative. She doesn't have to worry about proving a talking point that from her perspective has already been established as true.
2: What's interesting for me now is that many of these people who actually took part in, you know, the insurrection and sort of, you know, the attack on the capital, are now starting to realize that they were duped or that they were uh you know specifically or, or brainwashed so to speak by this uh, uh, by donald trump and it's actually refreshing to see that many of them are waking up
0: honestly the idea that donald trump supporters are waking up kind of beggars belief it sounds like a demoralization tactic if i'm being honest and that's only given the facts if you trust polling which i'm sure that these two do well the polls say that i think more than half of american voters think that 2020's elections were fraudulent or rigged or illegitimate in some or the other capacity. If you look at the world more broadly, right, there is a, a, a growing unrest. 2019 saw the most anti-government protest in history across the world and I guarantee 2020 topped it. If If 2020 didn't top 2019, because this is a trend that's only going upward, so if 2020 didn't see more worldwide protests against governments than 2019 it's only because 2020 saw severe lockdowns which themselves just gave people another reason to protest against the state whatever state they happen to live in. You see this I think comes to the crux of of my issue with this reporting by ENCA and also why I think it's important that we pay attention to uh, international politics wherever we happen to be because there is a there is a larger narrative playing out and it's not always the one that's being reported to us. I feel quite strongly that Trump is being misdiagnosed as the cause of a problem rather than the s- symptom of a problem. In a lot of ways, I think Trump came from a deep-seated sense of dissatisfaction. It's the same, it's the same sense of dissatisfaction that gave rise to Bernie Sanders in the Democratic ranks. It's the same sense of dissatisfaction that, to be honest, gave rise, rise to Malema here in South Africa, and Herman Mashaba in Action SA. Donald Trump became president of the United States on largely the same sentiment, packaged slightly differently. Right? He became president because people have the distinct feeling that we're collectively being bent over and shafted by an establishment in a system that doesn't understand us and that doesn't care to take the time to try. And that feeling is probably not going to go away until our leaders stop bending us over and our press stop looking in the other direction while we're getting fucked.
1: If people find that they are in a cult, I mean, it's not so easy to leave, is it? I mean, many people get threatened, their families get threatened. What do they do?
2: Correct. Um, it's not an easy thing to leave a cult. Um...
0: Yeah, so these two don't seem to be aware that the side that's most dangerous to leave is the side whose narrative they're parroting, right? My thumbnail's being a little bit facetious, but but yes, all of their, their tactics are, 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 according to their own logic, uh, representative of, of cult-like behavior. And the side that's most likely to be harmful toward you if you leave it is the side that the ENCA seems to be on. Trump supporters have not been the ones most regularly perpetuating political violence. Right? And they're not the ones getting people fired for having the wrong opinions. I mean, in Portland last year, a man was executed by Antifa simply for being a Trump supporter. Michael Reinhold? Reinhold? Something like that. Look it up. Just type in, man execute, Trump supporter executed by Antifa. Michael, R something like Rainhall. I'm sure it was Rainhall. R E I N H something something. Anyway, look it up. Executed for being a Trump supporter. There's some extenuating circumstances there. He did have a gun on him. Well, don't they all? But if you look at the the, the circumstances surrounding that story, I mean, there was a, there's a woman who later that same night was rallying the troops almost in in Portland, saying that no, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna mourn no white supremacist, and they're calling him a white supremacist because he's a Trump supporter. And that brings us to why people think it's all right to to threaten violence against Trump supporters, to have them deplatformed, to have them lose their jobs. It's because the media has been repeating over and, over and 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 over again for four years how Trump is Hitler and all of his supporters are Nazis. And that makes them fair targets for anything. You can do anything to a Nazi. And bear that in mind when people are calling other people Nazis. We're in an age where everybody's so offended by all sorts of hate speech, and I'm trying to understand how on earth anything is more offensive to call somebody than a, than, than a Nazi. And I'm, I'm not trying to downplay the significance of the sort of classic N-word or the K-word uh, here in South Africa. But if you, want, if you want an example of a word that puts a person into a category that justifies brutalization against them, then maybe go grab a history book on the second world war and find out why it is that the germans retreated west and why they were so desperate to surrender to the american and british allies and not to the red army from russia go look up who the nazis were what they did and what was done to them as a result And then maybe reconsider how freely you you throw the term around how freely you accuse people of being nazis and while you're at it if you're a journalist well just maybe consider your general comportment before you complain that people are calling you fake news because if you're calling people nazis well they could be doing a lot worse than calling you fake news let's be honest anyway that's me for this video i hope you liked it if you made it this far i assume that you did So uh, hit like and subscribe so I can start actually building a channel here. And then you'll hear from me again uh, within the next week. Cheers and enjoy.